Hello, my name is Joe Trier and welcome to the frozen north. As you may know, two years ago, the sun disappeared, blocked, many believe, by the terrible magic of Oriel the Frostmaiden, goddess of winter's wrath. The residents of the Ten Towns and the creatures of Icewind Dale have been living in perpetual darkness, trapped between the tempestuous sea of moving ice and the now unpassable mountains of the spine of the world and the mighty Rakehead Glacier. But as you will learn, the people of the surface world aren't the only ones affected by the fickle will of this mysterious entity. Deep below the surface, the twisting passages of the Underdark have also been assaulted by her powers. Let us then move our camera down, past the shallow minds of the humans, past even the deep-rooted minds of the dwarves, to the lower dark. There we see the tunnels and caves, once ruled by creatures of shadow and darkness, are now choked with ice or flooded with raging water from the sea. For many creatures of this subterranean realm, there has been no escape. Let us move our camera in once again to where a figure is clinging to a frozen rock face deep underground. Curran, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing bad. I don't know. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> well, yeah. before we, we we go into that, tell us a bit about your character. Oh, um, uh, Graham is a uh, a lovable rogue. Well, I don't know if he's lovable. Anyway, he's, uh, <laughs> he comes from Mirabar and he's found himself in this Icewind Dale. And uh, I think last time, last episode or last adventure, we. Uh, uh, we ended with me having something inside me, and I, I didn't know what to uh, to make of that. So, <laughs> well, now you are deep underground. You've been climbing for hours through darkness. Below you, far, far below you, is a seething torrent of icy water. Above, hopefully, is the surface world. You place one frozen hand above the other, and despite the terrible hunger or pain in your gut, you push on. As you climb, I'd like you to give me a climb roll. Now, the way we do this in Dungeons & Dragons, I'm sure you know, you can either give me an, a strength athletics or a mm -hmm. dexterity acrobatics roll. So I'll do uh, acrobatics. Can that go? Ooh, I got uh, 12 plus 5. 17. Fantastic. You almost fall for a moment, but despite the frozen chill that's made its way into the muscles of your fingers, you nimbly find a hidden hold, something that wasn't visible at all in the darkness, and hold on. And you manage to pull yourself up. And you climb for one minute, two minutes, five minutes. Time, time really has no meaning down here. But suddenly you begin to see a glow from above you. And your hand reaches a ledge. It's cold and it's wet and slick, but you pull yourself onto it. The ledge stretches out to the left into darkness, although it does seem to open up wider. But to the right, there is a flickering, glinting light. Candlelight, maybe? Which direction do you want to explore? I'd like to go towards what might be the candlelight, I think. You stumble and you realise that you haven't eaten for days. 
and you can barely drag yourself forward. With every step, you sink lower and lower, but hopefully there's help ahead. You look down and you realize you're crawling. You make one more pull and the room opens up, but it's, it's not candlelight. What is in front of you are shining crystals with fire glowing deep within. You manage to pull yourself forward and with one last gasp of breath, you send forward a scream, a denial of your death, as that is what happens. No! <laughs> and your eyes close for a final time. Wait, what? <laughs> you open your eyes with a start. Oh, <laughs> You're still alive, don't worry. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> right. This was just another dream. Um, although, as you awake, you still have this pain in your gut. This this pain has been been here for well, it's actually almost been ten. It's almost been a ten day since the events of Dugan Hall that we played in D and D celebration last week. Since yeah. you fell from the sky inside the burning comet, every mm. night you've been plagued by this same dream. This dream of being stuck deep underground and dying, buried alive. But when you're awake, there's no respite at all. You, you, you hear this call from the north, this scream for help that just pounds against your senses, but no one else can hear it. You've told your friends, you've spoken to them, and it's driving you mad because as far as they're concerned, they can't hear a thing. Luckily, your two new companions have agreed to journey north with you in search of an answer to this call. So let's introduce them. Owen, the first start, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, can't complain. Looking pretty swish. Well, apparently the Discord <laughs> called for more waistcoats. I did it for a joke in episode one, now I'm stuck wearing them for the rest of my life. <laughs> this is now my life. Looking like a bad waiter. Uh, let's, uh, no, I think you look fantastic. Uh, tell Thank us you. a bit about your character. Is your character dressed, dressed equally well? Uh, he's pretty uh, swish looking. So, uh, is the practical, is a gnome artificer, kind of kitted out in basically fur lined, almost looking like a science coat, a white leather coat, um, little Ugg boots. He has, but I, what I, in the first episode on the nerves said was a six foot tall, spiked up hairdo. It's a six inch <laughs> tall. He's only three and a half feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spiked up, kind of like Jimmy Neutron cone hair, and a very, stylized mustache uh his little companion with him is lady penelope guinevere or lady penguin a little foot and a half tall automated um mechanical penguin nice fantastic and there's some amazing art out for both both your all your characters actually if you want to check them out mm-hmm. yeah uh, niall welcome back to the show uh again thank you for joining us so much tell us a bit about your character hey i'm niall and i am playing gone he's a um a large about eight foot tall fur bulk that's like 300 pounds uh Big bushy beard, black messy hair, not used to being in civilization, usually spends most of his time in the forest before he came down and joined these <laughs> ragtag adventurers. Who are you calling ragtag? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Have you seen how we're dressed? <laughs> so you've agreed to uh, accompany your new pal, Graham, uh, to the north. I don't know if either of you have a journey to the town of Tourmaline before, but it's one of the bigger towns of Ten Town. It's on the side of one of the biggest lakes, uh, Mayor Duldon. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, and it's also near a very large pine forest. So like the few towns that have access to wood, 
they can use that in their building, they can use it for fuel. So in some ways they're doing better than some of the others. Obviously for the last two years, all of you in 10 towns have been living in perpetual darkness. So you've all, um, I guess, either made your way through the snow on snowshoes, or do you think you would have trumped up the cost of hiring a dog sleigh? Mm, we probably would have walked. Yeah. <laughs> that, that <laughs> is, yeah. Honestly. Or gone, we learned last episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so prob- I'm probably eight foot tall. You'd have to get a really big dog sled, and they're quite expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're like horse just dogs. Transform into a dog. Fair, yeah, yeah you could like do mush, it. Mush gone. Uh, the other cool thing, again, if anyone hasn't uh, travelled around Ten Towns before, you can hire things called axe beaks, which are these enormous birds that you can ride upon and they can charge across the snow. But I guess mm. you're kind of lowly level two adventurers. Um, we can get chocobos. Every yeah, there are like chocobos. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you got to get all the eggs right and breed them so you get the golden ones. Then. <laughs> so anyway, you arrive at Termalane probably about um, mid morning, late morning. It's it's about as light as it ever gets in Ten Towns. You can just see on the distant distant horizon a faint red glow of the sun. Termaline is famous for a few things. First of all, the people that originally moved here carved their houses in beautiful sculpture, or beautiful relief. So rather than plain wooden or stone houses like the rest of them, these have these incredible carvings of wizards and dragons and tigers. They are absolutely stunning. The other thing that they're famous for is the wind blows off the Redhead Glacier. This is one of the coldest towns in the entirety of Ten Towns. And you arrive, you see to your left the Mer Duldon, the the incredible lake, and most of it's frozen, but right in the centre there are a number of boats still fishing for the knuckleheads. Um, And there is a a small number of people striding through the snow and wind. There's a young boy kind of waving gloves in the air over to one side. There's some fishermen to your left who have just come off the lake as well. I think we should probably look for an inn. Yes, Zalfiz would like a drink. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. <clears throat> I could use a drink, for sure. Probably we'll find some good information. Hmm. Yeah. So as you stride in and you're sort of having this conversation, looking to your left and the right, a little boy strolls over to you and he goes, Hi! Um, hi there, guys! Um, do you want to buy some gloves? And he sort of waves these gloves. Definitely adult gloves. And where exactly did you get these gloves from? Oh, I'm a glove seller. Yeah, I've been doing it for many years. He's about eight. <laughs> ah, gnome! A fellow gnome! <laughs> no, no, I'm human. I've uh, just, I just matured very fast. Do you want to buy these gloves anyway? Or information, I can sell you information. Information or gloves? I think the gloves will fit me. <laughs> they're really good gloves. He sort of looks at them. I think they're made of, um, I don't know, glove stuff. Oh. Um, you, you wouldn't happen to know if there's a, if there's a, um, a mine uh, or, or where, where I might find some of the miners who, who work in this town. Sure, yeah. Um, if you give me maybe a silver piece, I'll tell you all you want. Silver piece. How about silver piece and I get the gloves? Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> so um, just just while you no. say that, just uh, give me a quick uh, give me a quick perception roll <laughs> as you sort of glance around the street. Perception just give me a quick perception roll. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just say Graham, you do it. All right. Thank God, because he's more perceptive than me anyway. Ooh. 
So um, I rolled a 17. Wow. Okay. So a little <laughs> further down the street is a rather large um, half-orc man um, dressed in these like very dark furs. And there's one thing that's very clear is he's missing his gloves and he's like glancing around <laughs> looking really angry. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the boy has obviously noticed. He's going, so yeah, so silver piece there, information in the gloves, they're yours. <laughs> yeah, now go ahead and I, 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 I take the deal. <laughs> um, so uh, there's the, a few gemstone mines have closed down. You two were, uh, I don't really know actually, but there's some miners over in the east side in. Um, uh, you can stay there as well if you want. He's the east side thrust in? the gloves. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, over no. there. And he sort of points down the road. So I put, this, I put the gloves in, in, in my coat. I'm already wearing gloves. I don't even know if this was just... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the boy like, sort of flicks the coin and, and then drops it because he's wearing gloves as well. And I guess it's probably hard to flick a coin on your thumb when you're wearing gloves. Picks up the coin and then just goes, thanks very much, guys. See you later. And he just runs off in the opposite direction. Another classic jaw voice goes off into the distance. <laughs> I've got plenty of voices tonight. It's a really, really bad one. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, okay, I mean, you can see where he's, where he's pointing at. The East Side Inn doesn't look like it's been purpose-built as an inn. It looks more like a number of houses that were next to each other um, have just had maybe the walls knocked down, and there is a sign outside saying the East Side Uh, so, obviously, I'm assuming Gon and Zalfus heard this conversation. Yeah. Were... yeah. <laughs> so, shall we? Yes, yeah. I, I believe it's Gon's round again. I mean, Gon's round. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and while we're, we're headed in that direction, I bump into the, the half-orc and I've slipped his gloves back into his pocket. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that is, that is going to take... A, 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 I'm not. Oh. I'm not going to tempt fate with a sleight of hand roll. I'm just going to love it. Absolutely, let's do it. No, no, so you, you can try. No, no, no. We've got, we've got two hours. We've got it. We've got a story to get on. Okay, with. Okay. <laughs> the door opens the east side in, and you are met with a glorious warmth, wonderful smell of seems to be baking fish and maybe goat's cheese. I mean, it's something really, really wholesome. Um, there's quite a bustle in here as well. There's quite a few people. Um, presumably locals um, and you enter it's lit with a number of lanterns you presume some sort of oil um, whale oil is is um, is common in the town that you come from so maybe that um, and you're met by um, well at first no one it looks really really busy and then you hear a small voice from down below and kid. <laughs> she goes all right there um, are you you looking for a table uh, what, what can I do for you, fellas? And it's a small halfling woman. Hello. Um, so, uh, me and my companions are looking to perhaps get a drink and um, uh, just settle in a little bit. Do you have a table for three? Officially, we're a dry town. We don't, with all the darkness and the depression and stuff, we kind of don't really approve of alcohol making things worse, as you could imagine. A lot of people fight more when they're a bit drunk, and if they're already kind of depressed with the dark and stuff, probably not not a good idea. But um, sure, no how issue. about I get you a booth over here? She points to a, win uh, a window seat, looks out across the road, mm -hmm. and... Um, I'll get you a menu. We've got some lovely stuff in today. In fact, we had a druid pop round last night and he left a couple of beautiful good berries. We even have some real veg if you fancy it. I have got, believe it or not, I've got apples. But you haven't had an apple in two years, have you? Well, well, I have, but that's a long story. Uh, we, we'll take the seat, yeah. I mean, it's calling the 
Is calling an inn not a bad idea in a dry town? Why not like a B&B? Just, well, just a thought for your business model in the future. I'll, I'll, I'll bear it in mind, alright? Then you go grab your seat over there, and uh, <laughs> I'll bring you over some food. We'll have one of those alcoholic apples, please, yes. Okay, so she 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 actually brings over a, a there's not so much a menu just an offering of um, various types of fish there's like a, a spiced fish stew um, there's roast fish with potatoes and this kind of like white sauce which as you you all put spotted was this goat's milk thing and she does bring over a few apples she also does whisper and go if you do want a drink I can bring you over a little bit we've got ale and we've got some fire whiskey from the Battlehammer Dwarves she gives you a wink Ooh, I think I'll have a bit of the um Bit of that fire whiskey. <laughs> Me too. I also like the dwarf's drink. Hey. <laughs> so she does bring over these drinks, and then she says, "Am I right in saying? I mean, I don't, you do kind of stand out as a crowd. Am I right in saying you're the heroes that killed the undead over in Dugan's Hole?" Mm, Gone's getting embarrassed. Yes, yes, that is us, definitely. And, and I'm like, and this man here, and I put my hand on Gun, and I'm like, essentially, single-handedly, this man, very, well, very brave. Bless my soul, we've heard all about it. There was a towering undead giant, am I right, came and destroyed the speaker's house. And she sort of starts waving to the crowd. These are the adventurers from Dukin's Hole, you wouldn't believe it, we heard about it last night. Oh, well, the, the, uh, the beer, I mean, the, uh, she looks about nervously, the water is on the house. <laughs> And um, she sort of scuttles us off. But two people have started taking notice of you. Two, I guess they could be miners, have start when when she said adventurers and heroes, they started paying attention. So Devon and Jacob, welcome to the show. Um let's start off with Devon. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tell course, us a bit about your character. Me. No. I'm Jarl Stoneflame. I'm a pretty well-known uh, cleric upon these parts uh, from Mithra Hall, but uh, I, I kept seeing visions of the Snowflake, and so I followed Morden uh, to this uh, Ten Towns. I know I belong here. Um, I'm a, I think that's about it. I'm, I'm from Mithra Hall. <laughs> I, I, forget, I already forgot what I said. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, and, and our second uh, at minor, uh, Jacob, welcome to the show. Hello. Well, my name's Jessica Tandaghi, and uh, <laughs> well, I grew up in Termalane. My father was a miner, my grandfather was a miner, my grandfather's grandfather was a miner, and well enough, I became a miner <laughs> in this fair town. Wow. Oh, and we're all half-orcs, oddly enough. I don't, genetics. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I get science. <laughs> so, the a, a dwarven cleric and uh, and a burly half orc stroll over to your table. Uh, now, listen, uh, here, and I pull out three other little glasses and I start to unscrew a flask. <laughs> uh, the stuff that the battle hammers uh, provide uh, it's not it's not meant for dwarves it's meant for humans so it's a little weak but I got a little holy water right here and uh, <clears throat> I pour everyone a shot uh, this is uh, thanks for joining us in our town uh, we're very pleased to have heroes of such renown join us uh, my name is Yara and this year my name is Jessica we sure are honored to have you in our town well hello y'all Y'all, yes, okay. Very nice to meet you. I am Graham. 
this large fellow here is uh, gone. Hello. And um, well, it doesn't look gone. Looks right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ever consider that? God just folds his arms. She's like, <laughs> he's been dealing with Zalfiz this whole time, so he's heard those jokes time and time out. Zalfiz, <laughs> meanwhile, is breaking himself laughing at. <laughs> I, I'm Zalfiz. Very, very good. Very good. I see what you did. <laughs> so, um, mind if I ask, uh, what what brings you to our little uh, piece of paradise here in the in the frozen far? Before you answer, you notice that both of them are looking extremely tired. They have large bags under their eyes, and although everyone's, I guess, pale in Icewind Dale, they they look like they've been sleepless. Mind if I saddle up next to you? Uh, I might be a bit tired. (laughs) (laughs) Gun, like, tries to shuffle on the bench, but there's not much space because he takes up almost the whole booth half of the table by himself. So, I'm... to, to, to be to be clear with you, I've been having these horrific nightmares, and um, well, I feel like I've been. I, I need to address it. So, me and my friends here are looking for um, the source of the, of the nightmares. <clears throat> uh, at this point, I speak uh, dwarvish to you. Now I get to read this with a which essentially was just me saying, "By Morden's blessing, uh, <laughs> you've come to the right place, brother." Hey, by Morden's blessing. Excellent. And I says I'm speaking fluent dwarvish here. So. <laughs> um, me and my companion here, uh, Yesko, we've actually been having some problems. And uh, I believe your, your, your presence here is, is maybe fate. Perhaps it is. Hey. Hmm. We've been having these terrible dreams. Uh, it's very hard to get into. Uh, essentially, we haven't had good good rest in the, in the past couple of nights. So almost like we're freezing to death, uh, unable to climb up high enough. Uh, imagine you're at the bottom of a hole, and imagine the hole that's being filled up. Well, you're inside of it, and you die. It's not a great dream. While this is being described, my, you can see my eyes just kind of like glaze over a bit. I'm like recognition so you've 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 had the exact same dream then well nightmare more like well sure seems like it yes because eyes are twitching trying to stay Mm -hmm. open do you know when this when this started here's the thing Uh, about a 10 day ago we 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 found a a new natural cavern uh in in one of the depths that's the deepest part of the mines Yeah. We're miners, you can tell by our bandanas. Yeah, we can see we have the bandana. That's why <laughs> That's I how you know. You, know. Uh, you look like adults to me. I like this one. Let's have a little more holy water. <laughs> I'm going to need that holy water, thank you. <laughs> now, there was, there was some unusual geodes, crystals, and gemstones down in this mine. And uh, ever since we found it, We've just been having these real bad dreams. Has anyone continued going to the mine? Well, we've actually closed it. I, I should be completely honest with you. Uh, several of the folks who have gone down there with us, when we uh, exposed that mine and that cabin, they're no longer with us. They're dead. Yes. yes. What happened? They have been murdered, is my inkling, all over the past couple of days. Are you sure that they're dead? 
Or they've simply gone missing. I've seen the bodies. Where? I'm a cleric. I would be <laughs> uh, sure that something is dead <laughs> and even more sure if it was undead. Mm-hmm. How were they killed? <clears throat> we're not exactly incredibly sure. Oh my god, there's been another murder. <clears throat> the, the thing is, we, we think we're being followed. We know we're being followed, but we, we just can't put our finger on it. We can't, but we also know that the we hear these strange sounds in the night. <sighs> we haven't gotten good rest in a number of days. Huh. And as they're saying this, can I just sort of shoot a glance over around the inn and see if I can see if anyone's paying attention to our table specifically? Or If I could also do that. Yeah, you absolutely can. So you start sort of glancing around like there are a number of people there again there's a group of fishermen there's a maybe a couple of guards as well but um do you both want to give me a perception roll each and we'll, we'll see if you spot anything mm-hmm. else uh 16 i rolled a one <laughs> <laughs> the man of extremes god, god every perception check he gets a one on it's like the second or third time he's had a one on a perception <laughs> uh, so first of all graham you're looking around and you you suddenly realize you are being watched the innkeeper um the halfling is is kind of basically she's going around and pointing you out to all mm-hmm. the people in the inn as if like you sort of hear her going that's them you reckon they're the people that killed the undead down in dugan's hole proper heroes proper heroes they can help us out here i'm sure and gone you you kind of looking around don't see anything and then you glance to the side where the window is and you see something is staring in you and and it your heart sort of jumps for a moment because it appears to be a grinning skull completely white and with your one you jump back and the whole table goes flying with it oh, knocking God. over all the drinks all the food there's this huge crash as you basically just stood up cracked your head on the ceiling where there's this like whale bone sorry whale oil lantern spilling oil all over for a moment it looks like there's actually going to be a fire but you kind of reach up and steady it and you look down and the face or the skull has gone from the window but scratched into the window pane in the ice are the words you're next uh guys look at this oh my I... god whoa 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 what i feel like this is, I'm, I'm gonna need to have my initial reaction to the table being tossed oh is yeah it... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry, my sorry. lord you've got to knock over the table <laughs> <laughs> running in. God, like, sorry 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 i'll i'll, I'll clean it up my I'll god what I... are you doing uh, and i'm like I'm having a little scottish fit uh, sorry yeah. a dwarvish fit and then i'm like yeah, yeah what is it there's the there was a skull outside the, the look at the window this is this for us or and i look over at Gerald and Jessica. Yeah. do we all see this the scratch or is it just oh, uh, the yeah, agam that has yeah you, so you all look over and you can see it there it's a shaky hand like it's not easy to read um but yeah it looks like it's been maybe scratched with a nail or the point of a dagger mm. rather than a finger because it's really mm. sort of sharp writing I have my little trinket of Morad into my hands. Do you, the one I, I saw, I saw a skull, but does that, have you heard anything about a person with the skull face going around? I mean, the most trouble we have seen in the, uh, maybe in the past uh, several moons is just giant rats and some kobolds. Uh, we haven't had any kind of problem with no skulls. Oh, Morad, 
go his toes, I swear. Well, I guess we're going to die, so it was cool. This, this is cool. <laughs> nice knowing you. <laughs> it, it could have been a message for anyone to find folks in this place. Maybe it's someone else who's next. Maybe it's a case Mark, of... Just... Oh, put to, but you got to put two and two together. Hey, our friends are dying off one by one. Uh, we explore a, a strange cave. And now we feel we've been watched. And you think that that scratch mark there might have something to do with someone else? They definitely want to kill us. Okay, it's a fair point. That's a fair, scientifically reasoned, very we well. We need heroes, all right? I got, I got, I got a hundred gold here, all right? Yes. <laughs> if you help us, <laughs> it's yours. But Absolutely. And uh, while this is happening, I'm like, I, I take his hand while that's holding the, the, the coin purse. And I hold it tightly. I'm like, we will do everything that is required. To get this money. I mean, complete your mission. <laughs> well, it's a little forward of y'all to take the money before we do the mission. I'm just saying. We will hold on to this. For right now, why don't we just do a gentleman's handshake and then we'll ours for now. Listen, we're minors. It's, it's not a great pay. It's an okay pay, yeah. but come on. Yeah. yeah. You know. so, so just as an initial question, how many of you of the initial party of miners has um have gone missing let's say well there was originally seven of us but mm -hmm. well three are dead three and then two are us and then we one one one's missing one is missing to answer your question yeah. okay i think it was they've gone they're, we're, we're, we're pretty sure they've gone into hiding somewhere or God. they're dead as well so hold on hold on you opened up this mine you found some really nice gems you probably brought some of them up and then someone started killing all the other people before you got the rest of the gems, right? I mean, there's still plenty of gems down there. It's a man. How 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 were your friends murdered? Uh, well, one was uh, murdered by gathering wood. Another was murdered while he was uh, uh, relieving himself. He was on the toilet. Good to clarification. Be Good clarification. I didn't ask where were they murdered. I asked how. Were they stabbed? Were they... Cursed. What happened to them? I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. As a cleric, uh, I'm not entirely sure. We we could we can go to the uh, temple. I can show you these bodies, but there's one other that's missing, and we don't have his body. Uh, he was uh, he's still in the mine. We think. Why? What did you left him there, or he went down? Again? Well, not willingly. I mean, like when you're threatened with death, and like one person is definitely maybe going to die. You kind of try to save yourself, so that's kind of how that went down. I'm very... Yeah. When you put it like that, I feel very bad about it. Wait, you murdered a guy in a mine? Because you're, you're leaving a lot of blanks here. This guy went into a mine, he never came back. And then, when faced with death, you protect yourself. Did, are you telling me you murdered a guy? No, <clears throat> we, we didn't murder him, more so that we left him to possibly be dead to save ourselves. Listen, but... listen. Do you want the job or not? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. We want the job. Yeah. And I, I look, look at Zalf. It's going Ixnay on the murder. <laughs> Listen. Uh, if if you want, maybe Jessica could take a couple of you to check out the mine. I I could show you to the other bodies. Um, uh, I could take you to the temple. We can cover more ground if we split up. Sounds like a splendid uh, idea. Um, Jessica, should we go to uh, the mine? Yeah, well, I would love to go to the mine. <laughs> I, I, I do think neither of us really want to go, but um, yeah, it would be good for me to see. Uh, well, I mean, uh, if you would love to get paid, I think going to the mine is a part of 
that. <laughs> so, 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 Don, would you like to get a lovely tour of the, the very fantastic and shiny mine or the boring temple? Where would you like to go? I would like to go investigate the bodies of those who've died. Oh, okay, I am excited to see this. Yeah, I... I'm excited to go down the mine with you, Jessica. Yay. With all the dead bodies and danger. Dalfis, you're the smartest out of us. You'll probably be able to figure out what's happening. Ooh, Dalfis perks up. Maybe I will. I am the brains. (laughs) 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 Okay. So I I guess you pay uh, pay the barkeep and head out into the street. And so, just let me get this right. So, Jeska and Zalfiz, you are heading to the mine. Um, and the other three, you are heading... Oh, sorry, Graham, you're going to the mine as well. Yes. And Jarl and Gon, you're going to the temple. Yeah. Correct. Okay, so we'll we'll start off with, with you two. Um, the temple's not too far. Um, again, Termaline is a, is a, Termaline is a, big, a big town for ten towns, but I mean, anywhere else in the realms, it would be seen as pretty small. And it's only a few streets away. As you're making your way down the main street, which is where you are, you're approached by a large half-orc, and he goes, Oh, you two. You're not seeing a little kid, have you? He's, uh, he's nabbed me gloves. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't have time to be discussing gloves. We, there is murder afoot, my he good looks mate. looks a bit taken back. He goes, well, fair enough, fair enough, I'm sure off. <laughs> and then he reaches into his pocket and goes, Oh, they're in my pocket all along. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gone just laughs to himself. He kind of <laughs> strolls off. Um, so you make your way to the Temple of Lathanda. It's slightly outside the town, or not, not massively, down a, a long winding pathway. The pathway is paved and, interestingly, is always free from snow. It's never iced up, never a snowflake lands on it. It's not like it lands and it melts, just always free of snow. It's just one of those things. You wind your way through the pathway until you reach the large triangular-shaped house at the end, or building at the end. Outside is Lathlander's ever-burning flame, another miracle of the temple. But as you turn the last sort of corner of this winding path, you see the, the flame or the the torch, this, this huge um, stone torch that it's based in has been knocked over and the flame has gone out. The whole temple is in complete darkness, and the two wooden doors are wide open, and you can see that snow is beginning to settle on the threshold. Uh, does it normally look like this? No, this is a <clears throat> this is a bad sign. All right, <laughs> I would I would maybe arm yourself. I pull out my my, my weapon, which uh <clears throat> is um. Uh, there it is. Yes, my mace. My oh, my warhammer. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, Gun's looking at you as you say all lately. this out loud. <laughs> oh, am I saying things out loud again? Sorry. Uh, Gun arms himself with his uh, shield and his uh, his club. Okay. Uh, uh, who would like to go first? I would actually like to cast Thalmaturgy. Um, as I come, it's like, now, if there may evil be in here, show yourself <laughs> so you may meet my hammer's wrath. Um, as it kind of shake through the room. The the snow bice shivers on the roof and just flops down in this huge sheet and crashes into the floor on either side of this enormous building. 
for a moment there's this kind of echo of your voice again and again and again through the building and then silence alright it looks safe let's go okay I'll let you lead the way you're more familiar with the building I'll pop I'll pop right in and uh <clears throat> I'll, I'll break out uh I'll set down my hammer and try to lift open the move the, the brazier back up and try to light it with a uh, uh, flint and steel I'll help him with that, yeah. <laughs> okay, with your combined strength, that's no problem at all. It's much lighter than it looks. It's not made of granite, although it looks like stone. It's some other material, and it feels warm to the touch. But there's nothing in there to light. There's no fuel. It's just an empty dish, and you kind of strike sparks against it, and nothing happens. Can I cast bonfire in it? You can cast bonfire in it if you wish it. <laughs> does, does, any, does it just... Does it go out after a minute, or does it, it just will go stay out burning? after a minute? Okay. Yeah. Well, you hear from inside what sounds like some sort of pottery falling and crashing, or maybe glass. Uh, what was that? Uh, I don't think we're alone here. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and I'll get out a torch from my bag and, and light it on the uh, the bonfire you've created. Uh, I will do the same. Up. Hold it with one hand and, and my uh, warhammer in the other. <clears throat> I put my shield on my back, so I still have my club out, and I have a torch in the other hand. Oh, who, who's there? Uh, show yourself! So you enter the temple. There are a number of pews heading down on each side, um, and at the back is the enormous stained glass window of the shining path leading to the rising sun. The stained glass window is smashed and the sound you heard was a piece falling out of the window pane and collapsing onto the ground. You look down and you see that there are footprints in, on the ground, on the stone. Small footprints, probably child-sized, although they are shooed, and they are bloody footprints. Let us switch the camera over to Graham, Zelfiz, and Yeska as you stroll through the town in the direction of the mine. As you make your way, because the mine is actually quite a bit further away out of town, obviously. Um, oops, as you make your way to the outskirts, I'd like you all, um, in fact, Yeska, would you make me a perception roll? Yeah. In fact, actually, could you all make me a perception roll? Ooh, okay. mm. <laughs> That's a nat 20. Wow. <laughs> wow. Nice. Do I need to know? <laughs> and Jeez. I got a 14. Okay, a 14. I got an 18. Out. Okay, so, um, Jeska, so first of all, you, you're kind of glancing around and you're sort of chatting to the other two, and you notice um, on a side street walking parallel to you is a familiar figure. Um, so out of all the miners that have, have kind of gone missing, there are three that have died, there's you and Jal. There's Dale Nimbletoes, the one that's missing in the mine. But there is also Yudril Greybelly. Now he is he is missing. He is in hiding somewhere on the town. And walking very hurriedly on the side street is his brother. Um, and you two, when this is sort of pointed out to you with your incredibly high rolls, you notice that not only is he looking around like really suspiciously, like he's glancing left to right and he's walking very fast, he has over his shoulder a large bag. 
Um, his name is Dorf Greybelly, by the way. Dorf. Dorf. Do, do we can we tell what direction he's headed? And he's just adjacent, like he's going parallel to us. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Jessica, do you know where that where that where that, where that leads? Uh, Which way he's going? I mean, we should just follow him. Depending, I want to talk to him nonetheless, no matter where he's going. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So do it very quietly. <laughs> <laughs> going to use my inside voice no <laughs> do we know do we know if he is uh like dangerous would he be a man to rob a bag full of gems perhaps well or a body bag never trusted a man with a bag that big but and i'm not going to start today <laughs> so i would like to follow him <clears throat> stealthily yeah uh, we'll we'll try and uh, shadow his movements i guess Okay, um, so what we're going to do is we'll do a group stealth roll. So the way that works is you all roll for stealth. Oh, no. Um, and you basically need more passes than fails. Oh, okay. Oh, um, so I will very quickly roll for his perception. Let's see how he does. And that's what you've got to kind of beat. Um, okay, so he got a tasty <laughs> four. <laughs> <laughs> I got 14 modified. Okay. And I got, and I got an eight yeah, I got an eight modifies. I got an eighteen modifies. Okay, so with with two passes, no problem at all. So <laughs> he is looking like, Jessica, over his Jessica, shoulder. Jessica, where'd you go? You've never seen a half orc <laughs> yeah. move so stealthily. <laughs> <laughs> this is home turf. Like we were talking, and now you're just gone. I'm like, what the? Just <laughs> <laughs> buried in the snow. Two eyes appear from a snow mound. Two tiptoes, just like following him behind. <laughs> So you have no problem trailing him. And actually, you're kind of like going down a parallel street. And so you maybe kind of just sort of watch him stay a little bit far behind. And he's making his way to the end of the town where most of the miners have their houses. Now, you know him reasonably well, Jessica, because obviously mm-hmm. you know, his brother, he, his brother was part of your mining team. But he's not a miner. Um, he's actually a fisherman and he lives at a whole other part of town. And he heads into his brother's house. So as I said, the missing miner is Yodril Greybelly and Dorf is heading into Yodril's house and he sort of goes in he's obviously got the key and he closes it behind him this is a small two-story house there'll just be one room downstairs and one room upstairs hey so this is where my friend uh Yodril lives but he has been missing so yes that's pretty strange that is pretty strange do you think we should just go knock on the door. You know what? He doesn't know y'all two, so I could hide on the side, and then you two can <laughs> be new people that he has to talk to, and if things turn south, or if I just get mad, I will pop out and make a scene. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a solid plan. <laughs> we, could, we could be salesmen. I could sell him uh, a collapsing pole, perhaps. At this point, Joe, I can point out that I have um, the ability to infuse an item with a magical property, and one of the infusions I took was Collapsing Pole. Oh, nice. I, I love the old class so much. Like, it's so good. And that level two is a really cool thing. So, cla- a Collapsing Pole, does it do anything other than collapse? Or is it a, a... <laughs> no, so it's a regular Collapsing Pole. So, for infusing an item, you can basically take any, every regular day item, infuse it to become this other item. So, I have that and Bag of Holding. I'm going to infuse, I'm going to take an arrow from my. Um, crossbow mm-hmm. and infuse that uh, and put 
yeah, you, you'll get the Billy Mays sales pitch about how cool. good that is and clever with the pointy. So end. while you you infuse the arrow <laughs> and make it collapsible, um, or, or whatever you're doing with your your cool magic, um, and sort of approach the door, we're going to switch the camera back to Gon and Jarl, and you're looking down at these bloody footprints. The bloody footprints are actually heading out the way you've came, and then you look all over, and you see they are all over the place. These footprints are everywhere. Uh, listen, I know we're looking for these bodies, but uh, I think uh, our priorities just changed. I think you might be right, and I think if we look around, we'll probably find more bodies by the looks of it. Should we follow these uh, footprints? They look like they're heading back out. Uh, I know blood is pretty obvious in the snow, and there's a fresh fall out there, so we might be able to track whatever came in here. That sounds good to me. So you going back out the way you came? Uh, do we do we see the footprints going back out? Um, so they go out and then they kind of hit, hit the threshold where you've come and they just disappear because hmm. the path that leads down here is enchanted and snow doesn't hit it, nothing hits it. Can I try something? I look over at Gerald and I, um, I might be able to find I might be able to find what we're looking for and um, I want to use beast shape and turn into a direwolf. Wow, okay. What colour direwolf? Um... Very, very light grey, um, similar to like uh, just the general colour of, of, of Gone, but not exactly blue. Well, actually, you know, you know what? Light blue. Mahorin's <laughs> <laughs> oh, teeth! Oh, look at that! You, you turn yourself into a pup. I love this. Oh, God. I, I know this is probably not appropriate, but hold on, I'm just, I just try to scratch him behind the ear. He's like, <laughs> You know, whenever like you're scratching the dog and they like it, it starts pushing his head into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, so back back to what we're doing. All right. Yeah. Um, I want to sniff the footprints, the bloody footprints, and then um, do a perception roll to see if I know what direction they're gone in. Smell. I love that idea. And the way I want to do it with um, your direwolf form, because wolves have got exceptional senses of smell. In fact, their smell is almost more powerful than their sight. I want you to imagine that suddenly, as you turn to this form, the entire room fills with clouds. Now, these clouds represent all the different scents and you can literally see them like you can see these red clouds these footprints that are hovering on the ground and there's these these clouds all around going in and out very low to the ground probably only about three foot high in and out of the benches there's a big over by the back door of the or the door leading out the back there's a huge cloud as if a whole load of these creatures gathered and the scent of them leads out the other way you also sense this incredible smell of blood, not just from the footprints, but whatever this is beyond this door at the back, there is an enormous amount of blood. And there's also something else, a yellow scent that you've not come across before. Something um, very clean, something, it, 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 just looking at it makes you feel very good about yourself. But also looking out the door, you can absolutely see um, the direction these scents went into. This is a video yeah. game view. Yeah, it's like The Witcher or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just yeah. send it back. <laughs> or like Twilight Princess when you're yeah. like Link when he's a wolf. Uh, <laughs> the, the wolf turns and kind of growls towards the back of the church, but but then kind of ch- turns around it and 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 like indicates that we should move towards the 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 path that I the, the scent that I can see going away from the church, the bloody footprints basically. Lead the way, <laughs> and I'll start. Uh, I'll start following. Do I need to make any rolls, or is it just I can see and I follow? 
Um, so you you can absolutely you don't need to make rolls at first. So you kind of go your way out, and the scent clouds basically split into first into two, then into four, then into eight, and then into to at least 12 different creatures, all with this blood red scent splitting off in all directions. I, I stop you right there and I, I put my hand on your pelts and I say, Bob Morden's hand, guard this creature. And I cast Guidance. All right. Um, guidance is what, a, a plus D4 on my yeah. skills checks? I'd like to do a perception, I guess, to find out if I can keep tracking the one from the church. Let's do it, and let's do it with that plus D4. I also get an advantage on um, perception checks, because a wolf gets an advantage on them. So that's plus three. Uh, that's a 14 modified, and let me roll again. And a 14 modified plus, <laughs> plus D4. <laughs> 18 modified. Wow, okay. Ooh, we'll take okay, it. So you, despite the fact the wind is blowing these scents around, you're sure that you can track it, at least for a short while. And you begin to head down sort of to the left, and then you notice that you don't need to track it because heading from the back of the temple are three very, very clear trails. There, it's as if three very large things have been dragged through the snow, leaving messy trails. Uh, now, I, I know you can't speak, but uh, why wag your tail? You're thinking what I'm thinking. Uh, three drag marks, three bodies. I, I wag my tail, but I also nod my head. Because oh, that <laughs> also works. <laughs> so I don't really have conversations with men and dogs. Um, okay, all right. Paw to the face as he seeks to talk. <laughs> just in the snow. Just like. <laughs> I'll start walking towards and see if uh, Gerald follows me. Oh, yeah, I follow. As I'm following along, I would like to stealth. I don't want to. Okay, like, well, let's hold on to that. Up. Let's flick the camera back to where I believe Zalfiz is about to do his sales pitch. Uh, Graham, look. I have an idea. Just, just come with me. You are my sales assistant. Just Absolutely. You're, you're a clever fellow with some fast words. If, if you see I'm in trouble, maybe help out. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> uh, stroll up. Lady Penguin kind of just back beside me, so, uh, off to the side. Knock on the door. And wait for someone to see the answer. Okay. Um, at first, no one answers. Uh, but inside, you can hear like a, a shuffling footfall and then silence. Mm. Knocks again. Uh, hello, You've, we've got a great opportunity for you here, sir. We, we saw you go to your house. You can't miss out on this opportunity. We have some local representatives selling some fantastic products in the area. We just want a second of your time. <laughs> the door. <Well. laughs> the door. I worked door to door sales for a while, guys. I, can tell. <laughs> I saw you go in your house. I know. I, there's a funny story of you getting chased off someone's property because uh, yeah but that, that's another story. story we'll say that for extra content <laughs> so the uh, the door the door flings open and you are greeted with the red-faced one-eyed grey-bearded fur-dressed dwarf what do you want
everyone thank you so much for listening we really did hope you enjoyed our show if you want to hear more we are playing this every sunday on twitch.tv forward slash does it roll between 8 p.m bst and 11 p.m i believe that's 3 p.m edt and noon pacific we also have a ton of other content if you want to visit us on itunes or anywhere else you can find podcasts by searching for harry searching for how we roll you can find our curse of stride campaign call of cthulhu and pulp cthulhu um if you can't wait to hear more of our episodes please do yes i'm doing the end of the podcast you can find our t- you can find a whole load of our stuff on Patreon. Our patrons get early access to all our episodes, and they get some Patreon exclusive content, including a Patreon only Call of Cthulhu scenario called the Space Between, and two um, two cult divinity lost scenarios that were GM'd by Craig from Red Moon Roleplay. Really serious horror, absolutely fantastic. So please do check them out. Patreon is the way to support the show. It keeps us going and it, it keeps us being able to release regularly and do lots of cool stuff. So thank you all of our patrons. Um, <laughs> shush. Um, and thank you to our latest patrons, anonymous podcast listener, Dan uh, Mahorta, Elise C, David Peterson, Alison, Sam Kershevel, Chris Katonic, and Wild Pants. Thank you so much. If you do want to be a Patreon, please check us out at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. That is all from us, but I do want to say a big thank you to battlebards.com who have provided some of the music and sound effects you've heard in the episode. Please do check them out. And as I said before, please do check out um, Total Party Chill, who are the two guests who are on the episode. And. Um, our Twitch show every Sunday. That is all from us. Take care and see you soon.